The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Everyone and welcome to another episode of Mexi My Matters. I am your host with the most Mexi Pants, coming to you live once again from beautiful, humid and sunny Columbus, Ohio. I would like to start off this week's podcast by saying a big thank you to our listeners because as of the end of June. And now we're going on July. So we're halfway through 2021. MexiMind Matters has already surpassed last year's total for total listeners. And we're even not even halfway there. And not to mention that we took about two and a half weeks off in May. So that is glorious. Thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying the podcast. And you're welcome. Now... This week's show, we're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals and some of the things that everybody on social media and in the media just like to sweep under the rug and kind of bypass when comparing greatness. Now, for those who don't know, the NBA Finals are between the Phoenix Suns making their first appearance since back when Barkley took them the finals against Jordan, have never won the NBA title against the Milwaukee Bucks, who last time they won was, I believe, back in the old days when I think Kareem was there in the 70s. That was the last time they won the NBA title. And it's Giannis, former two-time MVP, versus CP3, president of the Players Association, And some say one of the best point guards ever. This is where all this ridiculousness begins. Prior to reaching the finals, CP3 was thought of, well, he's flamed out a few times, lost some 3-1 leads. Most of them due to injuries and not playing well. Now he's finally made the finals, and he and this is his first shot at winning it all. I agree with what they're saying. He has to win this to cement his legacy as one of the best point guards. Even Jason Kidd won a ring, thanks to who? LeBron James. We'll get to him in a second. CB3... Over the last couple years, has taken young talent and taken them far into the playoffs. I mean, when he got traded, thanks to Harden, who was claiming that, oh my God, I can't win with CP3 and send him to Oklahoma, nobody thought that team was going to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Now, Harden joined the Brooklyn Nets and. Even then, they couldn't win. Mind you, because of injuries. That's the other thing they've been saying, 
is that the Suns have been very lucky. And again, I get the injuries are part of the game, but that is a fair assessment. Would the Suns have beaten the Lakers at full health? More than likely not. Would have they been the Clippers at full health? More than likely not. Same thing with the Milwaukee Bucks in the East. Would have they beaten the Nets if the Nets were at full health? More than likely not. Now the Nets didn't really play that many games during the season together. Because they were all injured at various points of the season. And then Harden and Kyrie both got injured. And towards the end, it was kind of like Kevin Durant versus the Milwaukee Bucks, one on five. Now, some analysts, like Shannon Sharp, is like, well, it can't be one on five. He's, he's the best player on the planet. He has to be able to succumb that. Again, throwing Skip's arguments against him just because you want to throw him willy-nilly and jump from sport to sport does not make them valid. So that's why I'm here to do. I'm here to analyze the nonsense I'm hearing and set it straight. The Milwaukee Bucks, and I've talked to my brothers who, my brother who's a LeBron fan, other LeBron fans. I even got insulted by a few LeBron fans this week for speaking the truth. Here's the thing. As I've outlined, because I have a Google Sheet. If you need to see the Google Sheet, I can send you the link. I've analyzed every player that's played with Kobe, MJ, LeBron. I even looked at Kevin Durant and Steph Curry for argument's sake. If you are taught to ride a bike, and then you don't ride a bike for like 10 years... Do you forget how to ride a bike when you get back on the bike? No. It's like riding a bike. That's why the saying is, it's like riding a bike. Because it is that automatic. Playing a professional sport to that level is automatic. Unless the player took more than a year hiatus or two, then it's not the same. So, when LeBron lovers throw the fact that he took nobodies to the finals, that is simply not true. Because even as I pointed out, that 2007 team that went up against the Spurs and got swept, they had two All-Stars. And as I've said, if they've made an All-Star team, if they've made an All-NBA team, if they have won six-man or any sort of NBA award, if they're a former champion prior to arriving on said team, that makes them valuable and that makes them useful teammates. And, by default, good help. So yes, LeBron had adequate help every time he went to the finals, which got better every time he went. His help got better. I mean, you can't even deny that. If that was his first trip to the finals, and you're telling me he had nobodies, and then the last time he went to the finals, he won, and he had AD, Dwight Howard, 
JaVel McGee and was in the bubble, I mean, I don't want to hear it. His help has gotten better. Thank you. And now he wants more help because they were, quote-unquote, injured. That is the part of LeBron that I dislike. Well, one of the many parts of LeBron that I dislike. And why he will never, ever, in most people's mind, be the GOAT of basketball. Because Michael Jordan did not tell the owners, hey, go get me Scottie Pippen. And then once Scottie Pippen was there, he didn't need them to say, hey, let's go get Dennis Rodman. <clears throat> they won three titles already. The owners and the GM strengthened the team. That's how it should be. LeBron started this whole notion of player empowerment. Oh, yeah. You don't tell the workers how to manage the company. So, yeah, it is on LeBron. And everything that consequently followed. The other teams getting better to go up against him. They saw his, his model, tweaked it, made it better. But that, but that, these LeBron lovers, as the Bucks were facing the other teams in the Eastern Conference, they were like, oh, well, the, the Hawks are just there because MB got injured. That could be, that is true. That is a decent asterisk or not to say. And they're like, oh, the Hawks could make it to the finals because Giannis and a bunch of nobodies, uh, they're easily to beat. Something my brother even said. Giannis and a bunch of nobodies. Which, again, I disagree with because Chris Middleton has made an all-star. Brooke Lopez, former All-NBA team. Even his brother, Robin Lopez, same thing. Giannis's brother, well, he's not, he's not anything, but equally as tall as Giannis. Drew Holiday, former All-Star. P.J. Tucker, All-NBA team. I mean, they have weapons. They have decent help. You might even argue that it's a big three. Holiday, Milton, and Giannis. Like a baby big three, but a big three nonetheless. So yes, if you add Lopez and P.J. Tucker into the mix, good defenders, Durant going one on five... Yeah, he would get exhausted, and that's why he airballed that last shot. He was just exhausted, playing that many minutes back-to-back-to-back. Because to back to back. let's be honest, I don't know why Steve Nash, and this is again, LeBron did this first, so we shouldn't be complaining at Harden Zunit, hiring a coach to just sit there and call timeouts Steve Nash they don't even respect Steve Nash. Go ask Kyrie Irving as a G, as a coach. So, if I was Steve Nash, I would have told Harden, you're not playing. You are a liability right now because you can't fucking defend. Maybe it would have ended differently. But yeah, if Giannis, who's in the finals, ends up winning... 
and in the process becomes MVP of the finals. Well, if according to my brother and other LeBron lovers, he took, he's he's playing with a bunch of nobodies. If he wins the title, um, you're basically saying he's pulling what LeBron couldn't pull against the Spurs. Taking a bunch of nobodies to the championship and winning it. So, by your own argument, wouldn't that make him better than LeBron? See, I don't believe that. I in no way, shape, or form believe at this point in their career, Giannis is better than LeBron. I actually kind of agree with what Skip said this week, that they actually seem better without Giannis. Because he lacks that... Mm, that clutch, that clutchness, that oh, let me take over the game and dominate. That even LeBron lacks as well. So that being said, yeah, I don't believe LeBron is worse than Giannis right now, even if Giannis wins the title. So, but that that would be similar notion to what these yahoos that love LeBron James would say. See, see how the arguments are flawed. Now, Giannis would have would be doing something that LeBron didn't do. I agree. Because he didn't need a D-Wade, a Chris Bosh, or Kevin Love, or Kyrie. Because, again, I would take any of those duos over Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Yeah, they're all all-stars, but the level of all-stars is a little bit different. So, yeah, a little bit different. Now, with that being said, he also would have done something LeBron did not do and stayed with the team that he was drafted by, got a max contract, they got him help, get him a title. But again... At this point, we're playing hypotheticals because we're barely on the on the eve of game two, and so far they're down 1-0. So so far, CP3 is playing like he's going to win the MVP, cement his legacy. But again, let's go back to to him in the West. I don't have him in my top ten point guards right now. Maybe after he wins. I'll reevaluate that, but there is no way he's in the top 10 right now. And that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. This whole nonsense that I like how he supposedly is very good friends with LeBron James, yet making his first NBA Finals, Little Wayne, who also very good friends with CB3, and a Laker fan 
went to his Clippers Suns game to cheer him on, despite being a Lakers fan, and hugged him, telling him you deserve this making the NBA Finals. Meanwhile, LeBron recently, the other day, tweeted, good job winning game one, three more to go. Again, cementing the part that I dislike about or another part that I dislike about him. The fakeness. If you really wanted to wish him luck and congratulate him, you would have gone to see him play, not go to that stupid WNBA game with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard doesn't even live in fucking LA. So how did he show up there? Oh, I just showed up there out of the blue. Skip his right to question the fakeness of the whole thing. You expect me to believe that you'd rather go see a WNBA game than your best buddy win and against the team that you hate, the Clippers, and make it to the finals? You expect me to believe that. Now, unlike what Shannon says, I would have not said, oh, he's trying to upstage CP3 by showing up there. No, he's supporting his teammate. Or his teammate, his his friend. Hell, CB3 would have more rings by now if they had not vetoed that trade, which is bullshit. That would have been an awesome team. Kobe would have six rings easily. But that's no here, no there. But yeah, you expect me to believe that LeBron just happens to be at the same WNBA game. As Damian Lillard. Ridiculousness. Drama. Unnecessary drama from somebody who's eliminated. He should take a page out of Kawhi Leonard's book. Kawhi Leonard got injured. Now, mind you, I don't know why he was up in the suite and not with his teammates. That, that's pulling out LeBron because LeBron tends to do that. Oh, yeah, let me pout and just head to the locker room even though my teammates are still losing. Let me watch from afar. But what I mean is you take a page of the Kawhi's book. Kawhi has not said a peep since being eliminated. Hell, he wasn't even he was injured. He hasn't said a peep. Let's just focus on that, LeBron. Your stupid Space Jam movies coming out, which and that's the thing about LeBron haters. Uh, quote unquote LeBron haters, because we're not really LeBron haters. We just know what's what. We're not idiots. Even LeBron in the movie says, let me let me do everything. Oh, I need to assemble the greatest team to get my son back. I need to assemble the greatest team ever made to get my son back is what he says in the movie. Go watch the original Space Jam. Michael Jordan didn't say any of that. So, before we continue to our debate about well, not debate, more like explanation as to why all us quote-unquote LeBron haters, a.k.a. realists that, that watch basketball, can never consider him the GOAT no matter what he does. But first, let's say hi to our sponsors. As always, American National. Give my man Ramo a call. Have him hook you up. UM, UIM, liability, full coverage. Raise your med pay, get your umbrella policy, home, life, auto. Use promo code MEXI, safe on your bundling. American National, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. As is Super Studios 253. 
Join now. Use promo code MEXC. Save on your first class. Join Team Super. Have her coach you to be the best version of yourself. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the best podcast ever. Makes it my matters. As is Hand and Stone Massage. Join now. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your first Swedish massage or your membership. Additional perks not included. Hand and Stone Massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexico Matters podcast. And so is the Green Tender. Go to greentender.com. Sign up now. Get your clans on. Order the red, blue, and black combo clans. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your first clans. Juice of the month. Charcoal lemonade. Yes, that is the black one. The Green Tender. Proud sponsor of the Maximum Matters podcast. Now, to finally put to bed, because I don't, I don't understand how LeBron lovers don't get that no matter what he does, he will never be the GOAT. We understand that his stats are nicely padded. The guy is bigger, taller, stronger than what MJ was. So, when he's given a shitty team and a coach that is nowhere near a Phil Jackson, a Pat Riley, or any decent caliber, multiple-time winning coach, not even a Coach K, yeah, they're going to say, oh, 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 okay, LeBron, you do everything. So, once again... Let me destroy the notions that are floating out there. When Shannon Sharp says, we've been asking this of LeBron. No, we have not. Nobody has asked this of LeBron. LeBron has taken it upon himself ever since he came into the league as, quote-unquote, the chosen one. Because, you know, it's tattooed across his back. To do this. He had perfectly good help that could easily rebound the ball. He had... Actual point guards that could have assisted and ran the offense, but LeBron has been wanting to do everything because, ooh, his basketball IQ is so elevated. So that's why his stats are very nice. On top of that, as I've explained multiple times, back in the 80s, the East was the beast, as they like to say. Around the mid-90s to 98, the West got a little bit better, and I would say when MJ left the league the second time, that's when the West flourished and the West has been the better and dominant conference between the two ever since. All the years LeBron was in the East, the East was weaker. Go check it out. Look at the teams that made the playoffs with their records and look at the teams that made the playoffs in the West. Why does that matter? Because you play each other in your division four times, and you play everyone in your conference three times, and everybody in your other co- in the other conference twice, once home, once away. So yeah, it kind of matters when LeBron is playing the Milwaukee Bucks, the Pistons, the Pacers, the Bulls, as opposed to now where he's playing the Suns, the Kings, the Clippers, the Warriors. Yeah, that kind of matters. Competition kind of got better. So yeah, his stats are padded. I got into an argument. Well, I wouldn't even call it an argument. I was just flat out just giving, voicing my the facts. 
And a LeBron lover insulted me because how dare I not understand math? I'm like, well, wait a minute. What part of math are you claiming I don't understand? Well, it's stats. Okay. Um, stats don't lie. I'll, I'll give you that. But it's simple probability. If I'm LeBron and I'm taller and stronger and heavier, most of my shots that come in the fourth quarter in my career, a good percentage of those have been dunks or layups and free throws because I get shitty calls because I'm a big flopper. Case in point, we know how terrible he is at faking injuries and flopping. That's why they call him Love Flop James. So, yeah, if in the final five minutes of any game, or even the NBA Finals, or Game 7s, or whatever you want to call it, you have a better percentage, well, yeah, you're taking the most layups, dunks, free throws out of anybody in that category. If you narrow it down to Game 7s, Michael Jordan never played a Game 7 in the Finals. So, Kobe had like a few. So, yeah, LeBron has had the most Game 7s, and just by simple circle realm of, of availability... LeBron, obviously his stats will be better. Well, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, you, you're an idiot. If he takes more shots, his percentage goes down. Yeah, if he's shooting jumpers or threes, which is what MJ and Kobe do the best. But I don't think... And I, and I ended the argument there because he was like, you're an idiot. I'm going to stop arguing with you. I'm like, the moment you start insulting people, you've lost the argument. Because you have nothing better to say than to insult. I wasn't even trying to start an argument. I'm just throwing these facts out there. If I am a 60% shooter, and I then get an extra game, and in that game, I decide to take 10 layups, and I go 10 for 10, that's 100% for that game. That bumps up my average of 60%. It's just basic statistics. That's why LeBron's stats to us that really know don't mean shit. He's been in the West three years, didn't make the playoffs, won in the bubble, lost in the first round. And I'm tired of Shannon Sharp and all these other LeBron lovers, Nick on First Things First, who compare his finals losses to when Michael couldn't make it out of the first round with the Bulls. Do you understand that Bulls team was worse than what LeBron had in the 2007 finals? You do understand that, right? None of those players, except maybe one, I believe, in my research, were f- actual former All-Stars champions of all, all, or All-NBA team or Hall of Famers. 
And to compare him flaming out, as Shayna likes to call it, to when LeBron flames out, is ridiculous. Because the one game, MJ had 60 points, including in a lot of key clutch shots, to the point where Larry Bird, a Hall of Famer, said that wasn't Michael Jordan, that was God playing basketball. Find me a Hall of Famer that has played LeBron or even a teammate that's played LeBron that has said that about LeBron. So to end the podcast, this is why it matters. I'm also going to answer Shannon's question as to how come going 6-0 in the finals is not the same as going 4-0 in the the Super Bowls with Joe Montana because he likes to crisscross the sports. One, 4-0 in Montana's resume is legit. Game-winning drives, 4-0. Yes. When Brady had three, four rings, or even when he had five, I was still considering... Montana better because Montana had 4-0 undefeated in Super Bowls. Brady had gone to a few. He was 5-3. So it doesn't look as great. But now that Brady has 7. 7 of 10. That is 70%. That is a passing motherfucking grade with two different teams. So at this point, yes, Because it's not only a passing grade. To us, that is better than Montana, unfortunately. There are still some that will say, well, Montana never lost, so Montana it is. Agreed. But the fact that Brady has the most ever, even though he lost three, plus his plethora accolades that come with it, that makes him better than Montana. In this scenario, basketball, it's not even close. 6-0 with six finals MVPs. LeBron doesn't have a 70% success rate in the NBA Finals. He's 4 of 10. That's 40%. That is a failing grade. Not to mention, as I've explained before, he clearly has had more help than anybody else who's ever played in the NBA Finals. That is the number one reason why we will never say LeBron is the GOAT. LeBron would literally have to win. Oh, I don't know. He would have to get his average to 70% at least. That's not happening. He's in year 19. He's he's hitting his 40s. That's not going to fucking happen. On top of that, the man is four of six in NBA Finals. The man won one because of the bubble. So there's already an asterisk on one. There's not a single asterisk on any of the NBA Finals or games that Jordan won.
Michael never played in the game seven. Michael also never got swept in the finals. Those just automatically put him as the GOAT. LeBron will never be the GOAT because he always will have those on that on his resume. The one thing on LeBron's resume that actually kind of helps him is that he became the first player to lead a team from 3-1 down in the NBA Finals to win. But again, a lot of a lot of hiccups went his way. Draymond got suspended, which again, I agree with all the pundits. That has never happened in an NBA Finals to suspend a player that ridiculously. That altered the final. Also, Kyrie hit 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 the clutch shot, kind of like Ray Allen hit the clutch shot. That wasn't LeBron. See, the difference between those two plays and how Shannon likes to compare to when Bill Paxton took the shot and Steve Kerr took the shot. Bill Paxton's was a broken play. And he just happened to shoot it and made it. Kind of like Robert Ory hit the game-winning shot, big shot Rob, against the Kings to take the Lakers to the finals. Yeah. That was a broken play. The other one, Michael specifically told Steve Kerr, you are taking this shot and you better make it. LeBron doesn't do that to his teammates. LeBron basically, without telling them, puts them in scenarios to fail because he refuses to drive to the basket to take the lead or hit the game-winning shot. Ask George Hill, ask J.R. Smith, ask Danny Green. Michael would have never passed up any of those shots. That is why LeBron will never be the GOAT. And I can't even believe that Scottie Pippen is pissed that MJ called him out on his bullshit. Yeah, he was being selfish and took half the year off because, oh my God, I'm getting underpaid. You signed the fucking deal, you moron. Oh, I think I'm good without MJ. Yeah. Uh, ask the Houston Rockets. Oh, let me go join Barkley and the Suns, even though that fell through. And then let me ask let me ask uh, the Lakers how how Pippen did against with the Blazers in the conference finals. Oh yeah, not so great. So yeah, Pippen needed Michael more than Michael needed Pippen. And that's why Pippen's pissed and writing a fucking book. But to go out and say LeBron has never had help, yeah, you're high, Scotty. Get the fuck out of here. So that's the difference between those shots. Ray Allen, yeah. LeBron misses the shot. They give it to Ray Allen. He makes it. Kyrie gets the ball, makes the shot. That is the difference. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And enjoy watching the NBA Finals. Hopefully, I'm actually rooting for the Suns in CB3. Hopefully, they can win their ring. And I actually like Devin Booker, who is actually more of a 
Kobe loyalist than LeBron claims to be. Another reason why drives me nuts. His fakeness. Oh, me and Kobe were best buds. No, you weren't. Get the fuck out of here. Well, anyways, all the episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Hit us up on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And as always, remember, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Oh, almost forgot. We're off next week. Mexi's actually out of town. Well, got a doctor's appointment, then out of town for the wife's birthday. So there will be no podcast next week on July 15th. We'll be back on July 22nd. Go on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to all of them. Thank you for making us the greatest podcast ever. More listeners than the year before. You know it. Where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Till next time.